I will surely hear their cry, for I have loved them with an everlasting love, just as I love you. There is no separation in my heart. This is how I hear God speak in today's readings. The God who hears the cries of the afflicted, the oppressed, the abused, the God who hears the cries of the suffering widows, the aliens on unfamiliar soil. How I detest that word, alien. It, I have heard it used with such negative connotations to demean, to inflict hatred and prejudice towards an entire group of people. But the definition of alien simply is one belonging to a foreign country or nation. And all of us know someone to whom that word applies, whether it's grandparents like my own who emigrated to this alien country or the Jesus we worship who had no place to lay his head. Born in Bethlehem of Judea, raised in Nazareth of Galilee, drifter on the seacoast town of Capernaum and Magdala. Where did he belong? Over the past several years, I've come to know this traveling Jesus much more intimately, as I myself became the widow with no place to lay her head. And most especially, I recognized him in the asylum seekers and refugees that I accompanied the so-called aliens that were vetted and released to us by ICE Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Most of them were from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. And we accompanied these weary travelers on their journeys to temporary safety, temporary freedom, as they traveled on to their sponsors, their families elsewhere in the country, hoping to be free from the constant threat of rape, extortion, harm to themselves and their children. My fellow volunteers and I, which included really the greater El Paso community and people from all over the country, we treated and accompanied these people with dignity and respect as all human beings deserve. And sometimes they became relaxed enough to share their stories with us. There were many widows among them Strong women whose husbands had been killed, sometimes in front of them or in front of their children. And try as they might, these strong women could not support their families, not when they were being constantly extorted by the local gang. Your money or your daughter, that was the threat they often received. So they would flee their homeland with little to nothing with them. But here's the thing, these foreigners who possess nothing or Next to nothing, they were the imitators of Christ to me. They were the ones that Paul's referring to in today's reading, the first letter of Thessalonians. These people, both women and men, they had received the word of God in great affliction, under terrible duress, with non-existent options, enduring cruelty along the way. Yet they carried the joy of the Holy Spirit with them. Their faith journeyed with them. They were and are the model of all believers that Paul speaks of today. I can say that because of the effect they had on myself and my fellow volunteers. They enabled me to understand the meaning of the two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about. To love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
and to love your neighbor as yourself. How do I love my neighbor as myself? I came to understand this kind of love that Jesus is talking about doesn't have the restrictions or boundaries we so often put on loving each other. This love is extravagant. It loves without distinctions, without placing conditions on worthiness or place of origin. Let me give you a couple of examples. So one of our volunteer drivers one time was taking a couple of moms and their children to the bus station. And one of the women asked her if she could stop to exchange some money. And she asked her why. And the woman told her that she had $20 and she wanted to split it because she wanted to give half to this woman that she was traveling with, who was a stranger to her. She said, I have $20 and she has nothing. So I want to give her 10. This is not an unusual story. It's not a one-time incident. We witnessed this kind of generosity time and again. In fact, our director at Annunciation House likes to tell a story of how one time they took into their hospitality house a woman who was ill at the time. And when she got better, she had been offered a day job by someone who called the house looking for someone to do some housekeeping for them for the day. And they, the woman, had come to get her and took her for the whole day. And when she returned, she only had received $15 payment for a full day's work. Well, she gave our director $10 for herself. And then she asked him to take this other five and save it and give it to someone who needed it more than she did. Whenever I witness or hear about exchanges like this, I feel as though I'm living in another world. I mean, who does this? <laughs> who gives half of what they own to someone they don't know? Or gives one third of what they've earned to a stranger when they don't even know when their next income will be? Who does this? Imitators of Christ. Such actions make no sense in our world with its desire for security and certainty. But in Jesus's world of reckless, extravagant love, these actions are life-giving. And my so-called alien brothers and sisters, they understood that. They understand that the greatest commandment is to love God. And they understand what it means to say that the second one is like it. For to love your neighbor as yourself means to know there is no separation. Just as there is no separation in God's heart. Every one of us carries the divine within us. And then we can never be separated from the love of God. And thank God they understood and were aware of who they are and how loved they are because they really endured such cruelty and still do. Yes, the alien, the stranger, taught me what it means to be an imitator of Christ. And in meeting them and accompanying them, I understand why God says, I will surely hear their cry. <laughs>